to Head to Table. It's the comedy podcast where two friends design a short-form tabletop RPG before your very ears and then play test it out as well. I am Tom Rawson. And I am Tom Snowden, best and greatest of the Toms. Uh, well, I'm, I know at least one person <laughs> will have a problem with that. Um, hey man, slightly different spellings, you know. Uh, Tom, did you have a nice Halloween? Uh, yeah, very, very spooky. Oh, I'm glad to hear. I'm, I'm not quite... Uh, out of the Halloween mindset yet. So although, you know, last week was definitely our big Halloween special, I've got a, a spooky idea for a game still that I'd like to, to work on this episode. Okay, sort of a malingerer, a malingering malinger. <laughs> but, but before we get into the game straight away, of course, we need to start with a Tom and Tom's Game Nomicon. Uh, Tom, perhaps you could describe for people that may not know the meaning of the term metagaming. Metagaming. Okay, yeah. Um, so metagaming is the idea that uh, you, as a as a character, um, end up using information that the character wouldn't have, but but that you as a player have. So um, this might be, for example, if you know certain information about uh, a type of monster that you encounter. Maybe you know that as a player, if you encounter a uh, a gorgon or a, you know the medusa um you don't really want to look into its eyes um but your character may not know that so if you if you then you know use you you play your character as though they would know that information and that's kind of considered metagaming um mm. and most people sort of frown upon it um i think like it i think there's different types of metagaming right sometimes i think some things are uh, are pretty okay but then yeah um if you've for example if you've just stolen the dm's notes and read through all of the <laughs> yeah, read yeah. through all of their uh, plans and designs for the dungeon and are just like i know there's a trap there that's probably not okay <laughs> <laughs> oh wonderfully explained tom well thank you uh so one of the things i want to do today is there's a lot of really good horror one-shot games uh, and i think mm. the reason that is is these one-shot games the RPGs designed to be played as just one-off sessions are really good at in some way capturing the beats of one-off pieces of media like a film or something and horror films are so good for transferring over in this way so there's games like Dread which uses a mechanic of a Jenga tower that you have to yeah. you know, take pieces out as you go to simulate the, the as you can imagine the, the building Dread uh, and games like Ten Candles in which you slowly burn away aspects of your characters in this really cool thematic way um, and there's a, there's a really nice uh, narrative beat in certain horror films I'd like to capture in a game today. I want to design with you, Tom, a, a horror one-shot tabletop RPG that in some way captures the idea of your players being pursued uh, endlessly mm. by some like incredibly powerful threat. This is something that appears uh, in films like Alien, I suppose, or It Follows, and, and also in action films as well, like Terminator, uh, where your players start out feeling, feeling hopeless against this constant pursuing threat and have to slowly you know while under the, the stress of being caught learn how to to beat this threat uh, what, what do you think of that so so not just being pursued because you know you've dropped your wallet or, or uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah by some by something that wants to do you harm I, I was trying before we started recording i was having a little list of 
films or TV which have this theme. And I only managed to get down the three that I just said, even though I know there's so <laughs> many more. I'm trying to think what else there is. Being um, pursued by a large... Oh, like The Ring, I suppose. Yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, Blair Witch, kind of. Um, I mean, there's a lot of ones where you're in a place... And you, so Blair Witch is more like one of those ones where you're in a place and you get hunted down one at a time, right? And that's yeah, like yeah. The Thing, I guess, is like that as well. Um, yeah. I think being pursued forever, like indefinitely, no matter how far you go, is a bit more of a, a bit more of a. Yeah, I suppose well, it's like open the, to bending. I suppose of, of the final destination films are a little bit like that, but they're being pursued by a metaphysical <laughs> kind of yeah, concept. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that's very true. And also, what there's that film with Stone Cold Steve Austin and uh, Vinnie Jones. Vinnie Jones is that his name? Um, um, yeah, now, I think that is his name, but now that you say it, it sounds completely wrong. I, I, exactly right. I, I said it, I was like, that's not a real, that's a, that's a joke name. It's <laughs> like a Danny Dyer film or something. <laughs> um, Vinnie Foothead. And I, and that would for, make more sense. I mean, I work for Johnny the Blade. <laughs> he works down the crayon. I, I could kick you with my forehead. <laughs> Oh my god, this is an idea for a future episode now. I'm putting into our Google Doc uh, like a, an East End Gangsters tabletop mm. RPG. Okay, okay. It, but, it plays to our strengths again and it's one of the few accents we can probably do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay then, Tom. Well, I had, I had one idea that I want to get the ball rolling with for an inventive mechanic to get the very th- basic themes of this. Uh, I was imagining a system where the game starts off and you have an encounter, I suppose, with this with this creature that sort of sets up or this entity what it is capable of and you know some basic introduction and obviously the the running away begins and i think how the game should start out is a small deck of cards say like uh 10 10 cards um, okay and then you add one card into the deck that represents the monster or the, the threat in some way so perhaps it's 10 black cards and then one red card for the threat in there and then you shuffle it up and then i feel like as it the story develops and players decide what they want to do i think there should be certain types of actions which uh cause something to happen with the deck so perhaps searching for information or or items maybe that has the potential narratively to get them something useful but you have to you know turn a card off of the deck or two cards Mm. even and as soon as that that red card that card that says the monster's there you have to have an encounter with the monster a bit of a russian roulette mechanic here Yes, certainly, exactly. Um, And then you can do things like running away, I suppose, which maybe that adds cards to the decks of, um, you know, neutral cards. But maybe there's some kind of stamina or health meter that depletes as well. If you've been damaged in combat, you have to rest to recover that. But that's going to turn over some cards as well and things like that. Oh, damn. Okay, yeah. That sounds already faintly terrifying. Yeah. So I'm trying to think, like, say you're being pursued. Let's say, Tom, I'm pursuing you. Uh, I'm chasing you down. (laughs) Um, I just, just turn around and be like, oh, hey, Tom, H- how are you doing? I haven't uh, seen I, you in a while. I brandish a hammer and I'm like, hi, other Tom, I'm going to kill you. Go, go do some nail. Oh, Johnny the Blade from the Crans sends his <laughs> oh, regards. Oh, God, it's it's you, Vinny Foothead. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> I'll fucking have you. What do you do? I, we need to brainstorm what actions people might do. So we've got rest, search, and something else I said. Hide? Oh, flee. Hide's good. So what, so what would hide do in that in that way? Well, in terms of adding or subtracting cards. Yeah, like what's the mechanics? Yeah, I see what I mean. So what, yeah, what, how would you reflect hiding? Well, I think, I think you're sort of, uh, the tricky thing here is I think, I think it makes sense for that to be the timer, but I think you maybe also need like a, um, some like success fail 
mechanics. So if I try to do something, yeah, definitely. That's okay. I I think I've I've got it worked out. So you know, you you are a character and you have your own health meter in some way. Uh, and here are the actions we have at the start of the game. You know, you have an initial encounter. You, you shuffle up a deck of six black cards and one red card for your for your monster. Um, your actions can then be to rest, which recovers your stamina, uh, but turns over a card. You can search, and this is something where you have to roll to do it. If you succeed, you successfully find something to, to help you, um, and you maybe, say, turn over one card still. I think it's still, like, anything you do is a use of your time where something's getting closer okay. to you. yep, yep. A partial success. Again, I think it's okay for the, depending on the exact nature of it, the, the DM can choose to choose the exact way it works, but perhaps it's you find something that's kind of useful. You turn over a card and you take a bit of stamina damage, maybe. It's this this health meter still, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you fail, you don't get anything useful. Maybe you turn over two cards. Whatever the DM feels is the most, you know, if, for example, they've only just recently had an encounter with the monster, they might feel, uh, for, the, for the sake of the narrative here, let's instead say it's just stamina damage. You know, let, let's keep it relatively loose so it's just people can tell a good story with it. Mm-hmm. Similarly, I think then fleeing. I think fleeing is something where it adds in new neutral cards to the deck. You add in cards and shuffle up the deck, um, but you don't get any. I think you lose a bit of stamina. The idea is you're really pushing it to put some distance between you and this and this enemy. Um, so I think that deals stamina damage. But you get to shuffle, say, two neutral cards. Perhaps that's that. Oh, that again. That's a, a roll. If you depending on how well you succeed, is how many more cards you get to add in. Um, Hiding, I think we... How is it that we decide hiding would work? Maybe it gives you, like, a free draw or something. Um, maybe it means that you, the next time... Like, you're, the next one draw you make, you don't actually have to take from the deck at all. Or something to sort of represent the notion oh, of, like... I, yeah, I think I've got it. I think I know what it is. Perhaps hiding is... Yes, this is really good. Hiding, you can choose to do. And hiding turns over either one or two cards... Um, if neither of those are the enemy, then you take stamina damage. It's been bad. However, if one of them is the enemy, you get to shuffle up all the active cards again. The idea is like, so if you think you're running low on cards and the monster hasn't appeared yet, you're like, oh my God, it's going to be any card now. We can't afford to do anything. We, we haven't got, we have to hide. And then Mm. if it actually is the creature, perhaps you actually regain a bit of stamina and you shuffle up the deck again. The idea is you've picked. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I like it. So, so okay, I like the general idea. So maybe maybe it could be something like you you draw one card when you hide. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's as you're saying, if it's if it's not the monster or not the entity, um, then you you just you just proceed. You've lost one more card from the deck. Um, and if it is, if the monsters, if the monster is in there, then you and the boys discussed the game long into the night. Uh, hey there, this is something we want to try out on the podcast now. We, we appreciate maybe in other episodes, we're worried some of the development may have been a little too dry and long. So this is something we're going to try out instead of trying to trim down some of the back and forth development chat and instead just give you the ideas that we came to. So uh, Tom, perhaps the you could tell raw, us... Raw, uncut, good stuff. <laughs> yeah. The, the <laughs> hardcore rules. <laughs> exactly. Here's, here's our, our bullet-pointed rules. Tom, thank you. So you could introduce us to the rules we, we decided upon. <clears throat> Very well. So this game, uh, it features a stamina pool, uh, which in some way represents your health in the game, and a deck of cards which you have to draw from. Um, And one of the cards is the entity, the monster which you're going to face. And we have 
four moves you can make in this uh, under this this game in this system the first one is the ability to rest so at any point you can say i'm going to try and rest you draw two cards from the deck um if you don't encounter the creature you recover your stamina um back up to the top uh, and you you can proceed on uh, the next day if you do encounter the creature then obviously you don't get your rest and have to escape and try and rest again elsewhere uh do you want to take the next move tom uh sir yes yeah, so resting is one option another thing you can do is to search to seek some aid in your quest against this pursuing uh, entity again this is a, a check in some kind for this one um 2d6 a uh wait is it nine or higher success or 10 is 10 or higher 10 or higher 10 11 yeah. 12 is success uh, a full success on a search gives you some uh, something to aid your mission in some way depending on whatever it is you are looking for whatever the gm decides to to give you uh, but you must draw a card as well to represent the time spent searching a partial success will normally result in the gm giving you a Again, a choice to make. Perhaps what you find isn't as good. Perhaps you have to draw more cards, or maybe you're going to take stamina damage. You'll be given a choice as a player for which uh, negative to have to take as a result of not getting the full success. And then a fail, you will not find what you're after. And again, the GM may or may not give you a choice for the exact nature of the, the cost to pay, be that cards or stamina loss. Yep. And the next one is fleeing, uh, the flee move. So this is, again, a check, just like uh, Tom just described. Uh, and if you succeed on this check, um, you get to add three of the, the neutral cards to the to the deck, um, but, but lose one stamina in the process. Uh, running away is, is tiring, as we've all experienced. Uh, <laughs> and if you if you fail on this this check, or you know, well, it's basically similar. Partial success, you maybe get to add fewer cards to the deck. Um, maybe take more stamina damage. Um, if it's a full fail, then obviously you don't get to add any cards to the deck, um, and you're still going to take some stamina damage. Awesome. And uh, lastly, the other mechanic we have is to hide. And uh, hide's a bit of a last resort choice to do. What you do when hiding is you reveal the top card off of the deck. If this is indeed the creature, the red card has appeared, then you get to recover a stamina and reshuffle the deck to its starting state. Uh, the other is you've successfully avoided the entity and it has gone on uh, further away from you. If, however, you are wrong and it is a black card, it is not the creature, you lose a stamina damage. Um, and you're not allowed to hide twice in a row, I should specify as well. Mm. Well, this sounds terrifying. We need a name for our <laughs> game, Tom. Uh, a, a good um, name for a game about being chased. How about Crit Follows? Ooh. Uh, that's very... How long have you been sitting on that one? I'm not going to lie. I thought that up a week ago. <laughs> <laughs> I've been like, I wrote it down on my phone because <laughs> I knew I'd forget. And Go now, on, how, and now how, how, many, how many other ones have you got in that list? No, that's the, <laughs> that's that's the only list. good one. Hang on, let me get the, the list. <laughs> okay. <laughs> They're all so bad. Okay, number two is just, I'm going to get you. <laughs> <laughs> How was that ever gonna? What's that gonna do with RPGs? I just thought it was really good. Thanks, come around, guys. It's time to play. I'm gonna get you. <laughs> uh, 
uh, Crab Follows is is very very good. Thank I feel like you. disappointed. I didn't I didn't work on a list. <laughs> That's okay. So is there anything else we're missing, Tom? Do we have to be this intense as a horror movie? Is my one question. Does it have to be so intense that we're that we're dealing with just chase and death? Uh, or, uh, or like, you know, just a breather room of, of success. What I'm wondering here is, can we shuffle in a third suit? Uh, maybe the the Joker or something. Oh, that's like a that's good just thing. Like, well, not even a good thing. Just like, uh, you know, wacky hijinks moment. A bit more Scooby Doo than than uh, than. Oh, it tell follows. it. Yes, yeah. I mean, this is what I mean. Like, I think the system's so good because we. I think. It doesn't force you to play. Well, you can adapt it how you want it to play. If you want it to be a really close and like you know bare knuckle one, then you can have a very small deck. If you want it to be more hijinksy, then I think make it a really big deck, you know. And yeah, like add, I like adding these cards that represent different things. Like oh, you find something, you know, very strange and silly happens, or you encounter somebody or an NPC or something. Okay, then I suggest we we shuffle in one Joker always with our deck. Yeah, that, uh, that is. Uh, some kind of wacky NPC. <laughs> okay. What, one joke that means wacky NPC. I like it. Okay then, Tom. Let's head to table. Yay! Okay, welcome back. I hope you had a good 10 seconds. Uh, <laughs> we now enter the playtest half of the game. Tom, I will be your cm your chase master Ooh, okay uh, and i have a story to tell you tom uh if you're ready set in the east end of london mm. uh, and this game is gonna start with a deck of seven black cards and one red card representing the entity yet to be confirmed and i am also adding in one joker representing a wacky npc yes very about. good um, however, before we start any of our actions here, it's time to sort of set up the game with a bit of uh, a bit of, of narrative play. So, Tom, it is a Friday night, uh, and you are at your local pub, The King's Ass. <laughs> so it's just inversion of Queen's Head. Exactly. In the East End of London, Tom. It's an old pub. It's been here for a, for a long time. Um, and you, you know, you've had a couple of drinks, and you really need the loo. And you've gotten up to go find the toilet. But for whatever reason, this is your local, and yet you kind of just get lost meandering through the sort of the tight corridors through to the loos where they normally are. And you've just kind of lost your bearings a bit. You've had a few drinks, and um, you uh, you think you found the door, and you try, and it's a bit stiff, and you find sort of nud- ram it with your shoulder, and you break through into like the storeroom in the pub, and the door swings open so violently that you sort of hit this old bookcase and it sets off this like ridiculous you know Rube Goldberg machines of setting off things falling oh, and no. collapsing all down the room and eventually oh, no. you see like a, an urn of ashes like tumbles off a shelf and shatters on the oh. ground and ashes fall out everywhere what do you do? Well I mean so so first uh, as the, the camera swings back to see to see my face I think it's just sort of been you know almost my perspective through the through the bar mm. um, we turn to see a, a young uh uh, lady of, of probably South Asian descent um, seems to be uh, looking, uh, yeah, a little bit, a little bit sort of uh, rosy coloured in the cheeks. She's had a, she's had a couple of drinks, um, and yeah, she looks very, very alarmed at this situation. And I think she she sort of looks around immediately to see if she can find like a a dustpan and brush, um, 
off of you know any of the shelves yeah. or anything <laughs> it doesn't seem to be anything here like it's a very dusty room it seems like it's been you know not cleaned or entered for quite a long time here uh, I guess I just kind of like um, push the, the with my foot. I think I'll just push the ashes and the the splinters of the urn underneath the, the bookcase that they fell off, um, <laughs> and just sort of like whistle nonchalantly <laughs> to myself as I turn around and uh, and uh, and close the door and be like, I guess the toilet is uh, that way. <laughs> Sure enough, you, you move on and you find the loo eventually. Can't believe it took you so long. And uh, you, you can't eventually forget all about the unfortunate incident with the yeah, ashes. Head back, to my, head back to my other flatmates at the uh Exactly, the, the table. back to the table, you get another drink. I think as you do that, the camera sort of like moves back to this room and it sees the ashes start to sort of shake slightly and start to sort of form together into some strange shape, at which point... The camera cuts away and uh, we jump forward in time slightly. It's the end of the evening hour. It's the, the wee hours of the morning uh, and you've said goodbye to your friends and you're just uh, walking around the cobbled street around the corner to, uh, to, your, to your home. Okay. Um, you know, it's late. You've had a few drinks and uh, you, you arrive at your flat door and you get, you're getting the keys out and you hear a voice um, go, phone my boyfriend on the way back. I don't like walking without someone to hear me. Oh, yeah, the, sure. Uh, that you, you, you do just that. And you, Perhaps it's not, you, you're, you're right up against the door, and um, perhaps you are answered on the phone, your choice, when you suddenly hear, Oi! <laughs> Oi, you! Um, I mean, I've been harassed before, right? I, I kind of turn around a little bit like I'm like, uh, not, nothing to see here. I just, uh, I'm, I'm fine. I start like going for the, the keys a little bit faster. He says, Oi, you're the one that knocked my ashes off. Oh, <laughs> I, I kind of like... As, as you look in a clearer focus, you see this sort of very stout, uh, quite fat, bald man um, in, a, in an England football shirt uh, with, a, <laughs> with a, a, a very crude foot tattooed on his bald head. But you'll see like his eyes are sort of, you know, graining like they're all just solid black orbs and, you know, these like, h- harsh veins sort of drawn out across his face. And there's very sort of, you know, a very mummified look to him. And he goes, I'm Vinny Footed and I'll fucking you, have you. you. You look, you look quite, quite ill, sir. He says, I've been dead for 280 years. <laughs> <laughs> My cursed remains were kept at the king's arse all this time. <laughs> Forever remain in perpetuity, never to be released upon the mortal realm. But you have broken my urn and set me free. I think Adela just shakes her head and is like, just like, no, you've just had too many drinks. Just, just, I, I'm just gonna like just I, as you, try, you see in his hand, like his the ash starts like come, move out of his palm into the shape of like a large. Uh, glass bottle, almost like a like a magnum. Is that what they're called? The really large mm. wine bottles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you, like it's bizarre. This like strange arcane magic that you you can't. You know, this isn't the drink talking anymore. This is something bizarre. And he sort of brandishes oh, it and then just smashes it against the side and says, "Fucking come here then!" And he starts running at you. <laughs> this glass oh, bottle God. in hand. What, do you, um, what are you going to do? I mean, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna. So I think it's one of those uh, like staircases up to the up to the doorway, and he's rushing up behind me. I think I'm just gonna. Uh, vault the thing and uh, and and leap down and, and sort of rush back out into the the, the sort of square, okay. like back into the street. I think this will be our first check then. So check to see if you can do that. So is that a, a 
flee am I trying here? Uh, I guess? We're not going to do This is just some, some general narrative to set up the encounter. Just a, a, a okay. standard 2d6 to see if you succeed. Very well. Uh, I fail. I got three. <laughs> oh dear. I think you, you try and leap over, but as his arm stretches to grab it, you think you've got enough space, but he managed to just sort of disconnect his arm as long tendrils of, of ash sort of reach out his arm. Oh God! Uh, and he grabs it and just sort of throws you down to the floor, and you sort of you, you feel um, a sharp pain throughout your body as you crumple against the cobbles. I need you to take two damage from this, two damage to your health or stamina. Oof. Let's say you're at, Jeez. I'll say maybe six is your maximum, so you're down to four. Okay, down to four. Oof. And you see, uh, he, yeah, he I think raises up this sh- large bottle shard with uh, two hands above his head. Uh, what are you going to do now? I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I think I, I think I roll like I'm gonna roll sideways. Like I see that uh, that uh, the next to me is um, is like uh, the uh, the sort of wheelie bin zone yeah. for the the area. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna sort of roll sideways and try and uh, try and like dart behind that, like to give me some cover as he comes down with this 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 glass bottle. Uh, and at the same time, I'm gonna try and reach for my my phone, which I realise is still connected, um, and uh, and uh, and see if my my. Uh, my boyfriend James is on the the other end still. Uh, okay, I said you do just that. You, you roll out the way and get and get to your feet. And uh, sure James, enough, James, James, the, there's some psychopath here. I, I think you're shouting that, but all you hear over the line is my magics extend beyond the physical. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have intercepted your telecommunications. <laughs> <laughs> and you start fleeing into You've the You've been night. in an urn for 200 years. How do you know what telecommunications I are? I have heard the goings-on throughout the pub in my many years entrapped. I know I all that, that has happened within the-, the walls, and I know of general pop culture and developments of technology. I have also acquired a great deal of trivia through my countless pub quizzes. <laughs> I think I think I look back in horror, realizing the situation that this 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 being is a uh, is the is the the magnification the 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 summation the pinnacle of of East on East London pub culture in one person. <laughs> the only thing how he has experienced the 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 uh, the like mustard stained England shirt now makes sense. <laughs> 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 and I'm like, I'm like, oh God, it's everything I feel. <laughs> and I, um, I start uh, staggering off as fast as I can, uh, which is, I mean, it's kind of a bit odd because these days, like, you know, the, the pub that I, you know, frequent the King's Arse is, uh, you know, the last 10 years with gentrification and stuff. It's pretty, I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a sort of young uh, medical student. Yeah, I'm yeah. Sort of, you know, attracts a very upcoming. affluent crowd. Yeah, exactly, exactly. The King's Ass is now a sort of gastro pub, really. Weatherspoons. <laughs> they didn't bother to change yeah. the name. <laughs> All right. Well, let's say that you, you head off into the night, and we will now enter our main mechanics. So you, it's you know the early hours of the morning, and you are fleeing, uh, sort of weaving through streets to try and get some distance between you and Vinny. What would you like to do? So you sort of okay, explain so- what you want to do, and then we'll sort of think about how it fits into these basic actions. So I think I think as I'm running, I think what I realise in the back of my head, you know, when we think about where's the safe place to go, where's still going to be open, where am I definitely able to get to? I think for a moment about James, but like I'm like, nah, a better place is going to be the hospital where I where nice, I, you know, nice. on, on duty sometimes. So, you know, it's always open. Uh, it's it's you know it's um it's sort of a little bit of ways away, but it's you know it's within it's within running distance if I have to, and maybe if I can see a bus like you know stopping, I can try and 
like hop on one. Yeah. Like one of the night buses. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to head down the route I normally go and see if I can see any buses like coming out or any like vehicles that I can flag mm. down, any taxis or anything. I ask, I don't think there's a need for a, for a role for that. Sure enough, you sort of see one of the, the buses coming through and you hop on and uh, it's like, Qu- quickly, a single to the hospital. And it, it sets off. Wait, you don't do that in London anymore. You just tap your car. No, I just tap exactly. my race card. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't say anything. You, you just get on and sort of shout, go! No, much as, a, much as Londoners are want to do, I don't I don't even explain to anyone that I'm being chased by a, a supernatural entity. I mean, there's probably at least 12 people on this bus yeah, being exactly. chased by supernatural entities. That's just London. Exactly. As you get on, you look behind yourself and see like a giant winged bat chasing down like a small boy. <laughs> I shake my head. It's been it's been up this month in the hospital. Yeah, like, certainly. Terrible, monstrous trauma. And sure enough, the bus sets up. You can just make out slowly walking behind the bus with like fear in his eyes, his Vinnie Foothead chasing after you. But that you quickly speed up and you arrive at the hospital. Uh, what 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 you <sighs> try to do? Uh, well, I think I'm just gonna uh, I'm just gonna like head to. To security, um, and you know, I know, I know someone there, um, or I know like another guy who's there, usually on the shift that I'm there, um, uh, like called Dave. Yeah. Um, but but uh, you know, I'm guessing he's not on shift now, so I'm just like, I'm just like approach the desk. I'm just like, I, 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 I work here. I, I work here. There's there's someone chasing me. I said, please, please. I see. Okay, I think what we'll call this is seeking aid in some way. Probably falls under a search. You know, you're trying to acquire something to help you. Mm, uh, so clever. I think, uh, yeah, roll roll a check for this then. But I'll give you a plus one to that, seeing as you know you know this place quite well. You probably know where to look for certain people. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I got exactly a seven this time. So a, a mixed success. Okay then. Um, I'll say that. It might take you a little longer because it's a bit quieter shifts than normal. So we're going to have to have something useful you describe or find someone, something to aid you in some way. But you will either have to draw two cards instead of one, or you'll have to draw one and take one stamina damage. Mm, well, my stamina is already looking a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, you've taken uh, two. Rough after after the. Uh, you got a bad fall off the staircase. Feel so. I will. I will draw two cards, and I will say that I will find. Um, uh, another member of staff, some some security, uh, some security person who's sort of manning like a like an underground car park. Maybe I managed to sort of find someone down there. Uh, okay, sure. So, so who's this? Un- you you tell me like the nature of how it is. So how her name is? Um, I think she just goes by Lizzie. Lizzie. Uh, okay. She's just like a just a sort of kind of middle aged uh, middle aged sort of blonde lady, kind of east of London, somewhat salt of the earth. Um, uh and like she she's quite i think she's quite sort of uh mothering to me yeah you know as i, as I rush in i'm like i'm like a, am like oh oh thank god thank god you, you lizzie right we, we met at the, the the christmas party the uh, you've got to help me and uh and yeah she sort of is just like okay sure enough know. she seems very you know seriously concerned by and you know Let's you know it's okay. I'll, I'll stick you with you here. We'll sort this out. No one's gonna get to you. I'll, I'll, I'll help out here, and I'm gonna draw now two cards, Tom. <laughs> the first one is a black card. You're okay, and the second one is another black card. You're okay. Sure. <sighs> you wait out with Lizzie for a bit. She's like, "How can I help you? Like, do you, do you want me to drive you drive you somewhere? Do you want me to? What, what can I do to help? What What, what should we do?" I mean. I think we should call the police. This 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 guy was harassing me. He, he he seemed to be able to to turn into sand or something. I, <laughs> she says, oh, "Oh, okay. Um, 
I mean, we. You've got to believe me. Okay, I, I believe you. I, I believe you. Wait, I forgot your character's name. Sorry. Uh, uh, Adela. Adela. Sorry. Adela. I, I believe you're a dealer. It's all right. Uh, all right. Let, let's 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 uh, let's call the police and, and see what we can do. Uh, so you call up the police and they they listen to your concerns. And they say, okay, well we'll we'll send someone down to the um, we'll send a, a car down to the hospital to make sure there's some some people around um, and we can help you know get you home or whatever necessary. Uh, and should have <sighs> a, a car is en route. I think I. I think I nod and I thought, sort of looking around. I think we may be in her, uh, her like you know, she's got like some security booth in the in the uh, in the car park yeah. where she can sort of sit and watch TV and has tea and coffee making facilities. Uh, so I think maybe I'll I'll sit in her her chair while she sort of brings me over a, a nice a nice brew a cup of tea um, and uh, and yeah I think maybe I'll try and take the opportunity to rest. I mean that partly just good. because my character doesn't have any reason not to right like, yeah entirely you know, mechanically mechanically maybe it would make sense to sort of do more stuff but i think where where my character's at she's just assuming that maybe maybe he, he got bored uh, and yeah I can, I can rest here okay sure thanks so i think we, there is no role to arresting we said you can recover all your stamina points uh we i think we draw the two cards right first because if, if he oh, arrives true, during yeah, the rest that's true i'm uh <laughs> card one tom is a black card <sighs> card two Card two, Tom. You, oh, no. you are sort of you know watching this little mini TV in Lizzie's little security booth and uh, eating you know, biscuits and a cup of tea that she's provided for you, and you uh, sort of catch at the corner eye some figure moving with intent through the car park, and you sort of start to panic and sort of you know, who's that, Lizzie? Do you know who that is? They're supposed to be there. She, I think Lizzie reaches, um, you know, for for a for a walkie and sort of puts them aside and and turns on like um a large floodlight outside the unit and it lights up this strange like wizen old man who you don't recognize he's like sort of you see he's clearly very like strange older garb it's this old sort of cloak over his over his head and, and shoulders oh um i guess i don't think that that's him uh i say because I, I like i'd maybe reached under the the desk and sort of pulled out like a a sort of truncheon or something that that uh the lizzie yeah. had but i sort of like put it back down um i'm like that, that doesn't seem like him I, I don't know who this guy is and i sort of uh get to my feet and i sort of open the door a little bit and i'm like hello ah cursed one i have come to you now in the time of need cursed one i mean that, that seems a little rude. I think I I'm, am I'm doing all right. Sanctamicus. Sanctamicus? Sanctamicus the sage. And it is I that all those years ago sealed the villain Vinny inside the king's <laughs> ass. <laughs> um, oh, the pub. Right. Um. For all these years, <laughs> I have kept my watch knowing it was but a temporary solution. I think I think I turned back to Lizzie. You know, I guess like I'm like, I, it's it's another weirdo, I guess. But he he seems like he's on our side. I have come I, to warn you, cursed one. <laughs> Vinny Foothead will not cease chasing you. He is relentless, fueled by anger for the years I have locked him away. Why did you lock him away? He was a real asshole. <laughs> Throughout the village, he would be a drunkard and cause all sorts of mischief and be up to the early morning singing his vile songs. It was agreed I... that we would burn him. 
<laughs> oh. Oh. We lit a bonfire I, and burnt him away. Adela thinks back on some of her some of her more drunken antics with her friends singing like, you know, <laughs> Spice Girl tunes all the way back home, like after an all-night bender. And it's kind of like nodding in like kind of uh, like, yeah, sounds terrible. He says, there is only one way to defeat Vinny and I will help you. There is an artifact we must locate at the Natural History Museum. Come, we must hurry there. South Kensington, that's miles away. Uh, there is no Look, other option. I mean, all right, but, oh, God. Yeah, I mean, I suppose I did bleep in on the bus, so I've got a day pass now. All right, look, let's just, let's just take the tube then. Come on. <laughs> I say, and I'm like, I turn to Lizzie and I'm like, thanks, thanks for the cup of tea. I think, I think I should go with uh, this guy. Um, hey, Lizzie, do you mind if I, I, Lizzie says, I take no, this? no way, like, uh, hey, you're, you're We've been friends, uh, you know, a good hour now, and uh, <laughs> things like hey, that. Hey, we met at the Christmas party. I, I thought you were all right then too. I think she said it's going to take you ages to take take the tube around here. Like I've got my car. I'll I'll drive us over to the to the Natural History Museum. Okay. I mean, you're going to have to pay the congestion charge. She says that's a price I'm willing to pay. <laughs> wow, this friendship is true. <laughs> It's like a, a tender um, moment of understanding broken by St. Tamakus calling, Shotgun! <laughs> and sure enough, he's... Fuck! He's already, you know, sure how, the car wasn't, wasn't yet unlocked and he's already just like, materialised inside the passenger seat. Uh, I think, uh, I, think uh, I will take um, like a, a, uh, uh, a truncheon or something as well from, from Lizzie's nice, like, uh, sure thing. set of stuff. Did I, did I get the rest, given that it wasn't like you a villain? You do, you may recover all your stamina. Cool. And how many cards do I have left now? Just uh, There are one, two, three, four, five, five cards remaining mm-hmm. in the deck. Okay, it's good to know. All right, yeah, I'll hop in the, hop in the car. Okay, uh, fantastic. I guess the back seat, put my seatbelt yeah, on. It's only a two-door car, so, you know, Lizzie has to let the front, the, the seat down first. He can sort of oh, crawl in. Oh, I see. It's like Tamakus doesn't get back out to let, you know. No, he's just All in right. sat stationary. And, and, and I think at one point you're like... He very reluctantly pulls his seat forward when you sort of need a bit more leverage. <laughs> but sure enough, eventually you arrive at the Natural History Museum. Um, I bet he puts on like classical FM or something as well, doesn't he? Oh yeah, definitely something like that. <sighs> Only after going like, a really long time, like through the, the, the CD sleeve at the front of the car, and he's like, rubbish, <laughs> rubbish. Do you have any hey, classic like rock? That. We all just sort of like, oh god, you're such a granddad, and we like, uh, we stick on absolute for him. <laughs> I think he enjoys it greatly. I should have you arrive at the Natural History Museum, but obviously it is not opening hours. You're gonna have to find a way in. Mm, interesting. Okay. Well, fortunately, Adela did her uh, her her undergrad and uh, medical school in the uh, in at imperial and has some good understanding of the local layout of south kensington mm-hmm. so we'll uh we'll hit up she knows like there's a, a little route around the back behind the uh the sort of science museum where you can get uh you can get access to sort of a a kind of staff entrance i guess for the for that trust museum that that she suspects will probably still be open uh, might be secured though but i think she's hoping that that lizzie will be able to somehow that all security people across all of london know one another <laughs> and will use that use this this influence and connection to um yeah to somehow wrangle them entrance okay sure thing um t- take a roll for me for that to see how well that goes okay 
Uh, pretty good. Uh, well, nine, so not not super Still good. A partial <laughs> success. Okay, I'll say. Um, I'll say. Sure enough, you eventually you remember like. Uh, well, there's like a sort of out-of-hours contact emergency number, I think, and you contact it, it comes through like a security guard, and it's something, you know, you've talked to you before, you spent a lot of time here, I think, while you were studying, and he was like, oh, all right, hang on, let me come and get the door, but it has taken a bit of time, I'm going to draw a card for this. Ugh. It's a black card. Oh, thank God. <laughs> but uh, a security guard uh, op- opens up the door, and uh, he says, oh, Adelia, it's four in the morning, what are you doing here? All right, Zed. Uh, it's been a while, right? Yeah. Uh, just came to check out the exhibits. <laughs> I shrug. He says, uh, well, it's, well... All right, all right. Uh, honestly, this, this guy, he's, he's some kind of wizard or something. There's, there's something here that, that we need to stop some supernatural pursuer from... You must get this all the time. Uh, he sort of like raised an eyebrow at some point, and there's something like Sanctamicus was like... I think he was around the corner, like having a pee or something on like a tree, and come around. And Zed's like, "Oh, Sanctamicus, you're right." <laughs> yeah. Oh, you guys know each other. Oh, yeah. That- he comes there all the time. We're in a D and D group together, actually. Oh, nice. What class are you playing, Zed? He says, "Oh, uh, half elf bard." Ah. Thank you, Zed. Uh, I'll be sure to remember this for the next session. <laughs> and uh, I, Zed sort of goes, well, feel free for to have a look around. You know, I've got to start getting ready to open up soon anyway, so um, I'll, I'll catch you in a bit. Uh, he sort of turns a couple of lights on. It's like the way, I think. Um, Sanctumica says, it's around here somewhere. We, we need to find the artefact. Artefact of great power of the Picts, the, the ancient people of Scotland. <laughs> a dealer sort of nods and is like, uh, okay, I thought this place was mostly dinosaurs and... You know, sharks. He says, no, no, you have to look hard, but there's, there's some bits lying around. <laughs> well, all right. I mean, uh, I guess I guess I will also search then. The Scots are our only hope to beat Vinny. <laughs> <laughs> Roll. She, she sort of, Adela sort of nods. She kind of gets the, the sort of strange suspicion that she's about to summon an even worse Scotsman. <laughs> 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 Do you want to roll to search, please? Uh, I rolled a six, so I fail. You fail. Oh, dear, oh, dear. You're walking. It's late um, round the museum. You're going to take one stamina damage. Oof. And you're also- I think, I, think oh, I start climbing. I think I'm like, I don't really know where to look, so I'm going up on displays and things. I think the damage is sort of me accidentally pulling over like a, yeah, you know, yeah. a small dinosaur on top of myself. And I'm also going to draw two cards, Tom. Oh, God. Um, and sure enough, I, I draw a black card and a black card. Oh, wow. And I think... Um, You've all split up to sort of search for this artefact and um, eventually you hear, coming from like the, um, the sort of, you know, the, the, the geode sort of exhibit, you hear Lizzie shout out like, I, I think I might have found it. It's over here. And just hear, you'll hear like a smashing sound. Oh God. And there's a sense bit and you hear, hello, hello, hello. Right. Let's I fucking am gonna- have you there. And like he hasn't found you, you know he's in the building, but he hasn't found you yet. Uh, so I think um, I think I like I shake my head. And I'm like I'm like okay, what 
I, I think I'm sort of like I rush forward. I think I turn on the light in the room I'm in and move over towards the geodes are. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I, I sort of whisper low to Saint Tamacus and uh, and Lizzie. I'm like, we have gotta hide. We have gotta stay low. He's here. Um, okay. Well, and like, I'm hoping yeah. that the light behind me will will somehow uh, will somehow make him uh, head over that direction whilst we get chance to to work with the the Pictish stone. You do see also there is um well I think one thing you will at least see there is like a an exhibit on sort of 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 rune stones as well and it's sort of made up this very sort of you know like cliche there's like I think some model people there and yeah. sort of rags sort of yeah I think I think in the, some... I think in the background there's a sort of primitive man like exhibition so uh, exactly yeah. so I I quickly like tear my clothes a bit <laughs> and uh, and place myself in like some kind of like pose where I look like a uh, just like I'm stood as a statue in the in the uh, the diorama okay okay. I'm drawing a card. It is a red card, Tom. What oh, happens is it. you see Vinny comes walking through. And it's got a swag. It looks like he's actually been drinking a bit. He's actually, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's, he's carrying like, uh, like a six pack of, uh, of cans of Stella with him. And like three of them are already missing. The other one's like opening his other hand. He's already sipping from it. <laughs> Does he stop can in hand to sort of look at the exhibit? Like the, the primitive man. So sort of take a big slurp from it and be like, Pretty good. <laughs> yeah, he's like, that's what I like to see. Good bloody British people. Loving some good bloody British runestones. <laughs> Too fucking right, mate. He's sort of staggering out and he just wanders on again. It's sort of, you know, you see him sort of here smash, he like breaks a few things, picks up all those stones, like throws them about. And he's like, come on there, let's have you. I've got places to be. And he's moved on, wandered off, and I'm going to reshuffle the deck. Cool. All right, we've got a bit of time. What's the plan exactly? Because it should be somewhere. L- look around. We're looking for a, a small stone ocarina. Hmm. Okay. I remember that from The Legend of Zelda, the Ocarina of Time. <laughs> I know what that is. Yes. I'm not actually sure if they have any connection to Pictish ruins. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. History's, you know, whatever. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah i'll roll to search uh i got a seven so just a just a another mixed success i'm not rolling very high these dice are betraying me i, I think you will indeed find the thing but i'm gonna have to make you draw two cards for it <sighs> sure enough eventually uh you, you find what you think sanctamicus was talking about and you sort of pick up this small very unassuming uh stone uh, with a few holes in it, like a, a small mouthpiece, and there's a few runes carved into it. And Sanctum says, "Yes, that is it—the ancient Pictish vessel." I'll play the theme from *A Link to the Past*. You do just that, and you start to play. As I draw two cards, we have a black card, uh oh, Tom, and a red oh, no. card. Oh God! Uh, as you're playing, you hear something that, like the the smash. It goes, "There you are." He's charging, oh he like sort of throws the cans down, starts charging full pelt at you. Whoa, 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 it's he's just like, an ocarina. His large belly's sort of like bouncing as he sort of wobbles down through the way. And I think as you're playing, there's like the music sort of takes on a, 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 a tune of its own. It's not even you, it's probably playing a melody anymore. You're just sort of blowing and the melody's happening. And like you see this fine mist starts to appear out of the ocarina and sort of swirls around you and forms up a shape around you of like this large, like, you know, six and a half foot tall... Um, oh, jeez. ...brute of, like, a barbarian man who is just standing completely naked. And Sanctum says, It is he, 
Fergus <gasps> the Brave. <laughs> he goes, oh, you're right, Sanctamacus. I think I look at Lizzie and I'm just like, like I just sort of mime with my mouth, like another one. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm like I'm like I can sort of motion for her with my thumb that maybe we can just like leave. <laughs> he says, "I was the bravest of all my peoples, and it was while I was in town in London that I came into battle with Vinny. Sanctamacus helped with a ritual, sealing us both away that our powers might keep each other at bay. But now that he is free, the time has come for me to emerge and smite him once more. Great, great. Yep, please, by all means. Anyway, now that I've finished with that narrative, (laughs) let's have a fucking Barney. (laughs) And sure, I think... Fergus sort of starts charging and him and Vinny sort of smash into each other and both sort of the, the dust of which they're both mainly confirmed sort of seems to shatter apart and every time that spins around and clashes into each other. Um, what, what do you want to do in this? You're sort of lo- looking on and there's clearly like a real, you know, clash of even powers uh, at this point. Hmm. Maybe I can help Fergus somehow. Um, so I think, I think what I, I'm going to do is like realizing that they're dust i'm gonna search around because i realize the cleaning crew are probably are probably getting in to sort of clear up between you know days at the museum so i'm gonna look around for uh uh a hoover or a vacuum cleaner depending on which nation you are from uh, with the hope of drawing up some of the dust of a of 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 our terrible terrible friend Vinny. okay uh roll to roll to find that then Okay, such. Come on, Dice, stop betraying me. That is much better. That is an 11. 11's fantastic. I think as you're going, Vinny sort of push out of Fergus's arms, is chasing you down and sort of goes to try and... Uh, I, I, I think he's picked up some large shards uh, of, of glass that's smashing some of the thing, and he tries to sort of like run you through with a bit of it, but you sort of jump to the side Whoa. and, and, and <laughs> zap, zap down another corridor. And as you're going, I think you come across in your path, there is just... A, a rather elderly man with some some old headphones on and he's got a hoover and he's just like whistling to himself a melody as he's just uh vacuuming the the the, the carpets in this particular room he doesn't seem to have noticed you yet with, with Vinny close behind i think i'm like i think i'm like sorry dude but i got some dust to bust I, I like i like like Very just like, good. like grab the hoover from him uh it's a hoover on rollers so i like i leap on top of it and turn around on it sort of gliding down the corridor holding the thing up uh waiting for fergus to uh to to somehow dislodge dust from uh from Vinny so that i might uh, i might hoover it up hopefully trapping him forever in a hoover bag okay i think you you sure enough you sort of pull the thing onto Max and you swing around, you pull off the, um, you know, the little sort of broom attachment, so it's just the pipe itself. And you try to yeah. you shove it straight into Vinny's chest as he comes charging at you. Roll to do just that. Okay. Come on. Well, mixed success, eight. Okay, I think what happens is that you don't quite do it. I'm going to mark off some damage that you've dealt to him. And at first you sort of, you stick it into him and he's like, you think it's that simple? You think you can just fucking vacuum me up and that'll be that? Nothing can defeat... Wait. Oh, and he looks down and sure enough like this, you see this is happening and he goes is that and he looks at the hoover and you notice that <laughs> the brand of this hoover he goes is that is that of European design here yes in the UK Miel. he goes no the, the efforts of globalisation my greatest threat oh. and he takes eight damage I'm going to say from his health um, and, you see- and I look at I look at the hoover and I'm like I'm not sure this is even illegal wattage to sell anymore <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and Shep, you, you sort of you're, you're shocked a bit. You see like his essence. You know, sort of very Indiana Jones style. His face starts to get like pulled away, but then he just sort of like oh god, leans back and then just like full on headbutts you, and you take three damage from this. <sighs> as like dizzy, bit and you sort of drop the handle for a bit. Um, what would you like to do now? And he's sort of towering over you. He's stepping over. A lot of his figures sort of falling apart. You can see lots of holes through him from how much of it's been sucked up into the vacuum cleaner. Can I see Ver- Fergus behind at all? Yeah, you can, he... see, you can see he's coming towards you. He's still got you know, a few feet still to clear before he catches up. I think I might try and, um, like, slightly flee, but, but as a distracting kind of way, I suppose. Um, so I think I just... I think I point in a in a particular direction, and I'm like, "Look, pal, a Union Jack hung the wrong way up." <laughs> I, like, I like I like roll away. Uh, let's let's roll to see if you if you do that. But you can also you can have a plus one just because it's such a good idea. <laughs> oh, I freaking nail! I got a ten. He sees a look of horror in his eyes. He goes, "Where we must remedy this situation. God <laughs> save our race. And sure enough, like he's so distracted, you, you, I think you swing around and you're able to sort of scoop up the vacuum cleaner just as Ferguson like, jumps into him and dives and pins him to the ground. And he's like, now, lassie, you must do it. Hoover us both up. <laughs> I'm sorry, Fergus. And I, I, yeah, I go in and uh, I'll, uh, I'll attempt to hoover them both with my Miel vacuum cleaner. Okay, I, I think I don't think there needs to be a roll for it. Like it's too easy at this point. Fergus is deliberately aiding you. And um, I think sure enough, you hear Vinny go, No! It was not meant to end this way! <laughs> the sun must never set on my glorious empire! <laughs> As he is pulled apart. And you see Fergus himself is all disparate. He goes, Lassie, come closer. I must tell you my last words. All right. Uh, I sort of come closer a bit, lean my ear in. Like he, he reaches up to like touch on the shoulder. Goes, "You are a true Highlander." <laughs> and with that, he gets pulled away into the into the vacuum cleaner. I nod in in pride. I'm like, I'm a true Highlander. <laughs> and the vacuum cleaner starts to shake and shudder as all the vibrates. It sort of levitates up to the ground a bit, starts spinning around. I think Sanctamicus Whoa. just sort of pulls you and Lizzie down. <laughs> Just as the whole thing explodes into this like f- and, and dust and dirt sort of falls over everything, it's an absolute mess. <coughs> and, uh, and, and all... you look up, and sure enough, the creatures are defeated. And it's just the old elderly janitor who's standing there, like still with his headphones on, just like what? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, dude. Oh, it was a hell of a night. Um. I'm guessing you have a spare vacuum cleaner, though, right? I mean, you know, you're a museum. <laughs> so just as you say that, sort of, you know, the, the sun comes over and light shines in through from the, the large, tall windows of the museum. And uh, Sanctamicus sort of goes, It is done. Finny is defeated. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. I'm on shift in two minutes. <laughs> Uh, and I'm like, I, 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 I've got to go. Suddenly, <laughs> like, farewell, brave one. You have defended the nation once more against the villainous forces. Hey, man, it's nothing compared to the plight of young doctors under this government. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> and I think as he said, you run away. And then the camera shifts and it realises that this whole thing has actually been a, a vote Labour ad. 
<laughs> and it, God, they get weirder and weirder every and year. And it just ends with Jeremy Corbyn like nodding, staring directly into the camera. <laughs> and does he say anything? No, no words, just nodding, <laughs> like a like a furious look in his eye. <laughs> this is what's become of the NHS. <laughs> and I think there we leave our game. Oh, Tom, how did you wonderful. enjoy the first ever game of Crit Follows? Yeah, I think it's really good. I think I think, it's I think really it, good. <laughs> I think yeah, a little bit more um, like designed around uh, around when to sort of make roles and uh, and sort of getting the the narrative a bit. I think maybe there was a bit of a uh, you know I think my character was a little bit uncertain whether to be afraid of this <laughs> yeah, hilarious exactly, guy yeah. first. Um, so that was a bit of a, a stumbling a stumbling start, quite quite literally for the character. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, I think I really like the the general idea and the mechanics. I think it's real good. Yeah, I, th- I can imagine it being really good, especially all rounded tabled one deck of cards. Like, yeah, I wonder how because yeah. I feel at times it is yeah I, really like tense the notion of not knowing yeah, when it's going to come yeah, up. Yeah, I think what I'm, what might be better. I think I I think because it was just one of you playing, I had to sort of scale back the threat somewhat. So it could be like this. You know, you could escape single handedly. I think the idea is with mm. a larger team, you can really make this thing feel imposing by really, you know, damaging people. I feel like, yeah, maybe it wasn't threatening enough. And yeah, I feel like the tension or the the, the jump could have been better. I think there might be a way to yeah. tweak the card system. So I'm not sure what that is yet. Well, it's balancing, isn't it? That's, I think that's it is just balancing. Yeah, I, I didn't quite get the full sort of dramatic effect that I thought I would. But maybe that is just a balancing thing. And again, we just need to look more into, yeah, maybe some specific... Maybe we need to extend... The types of actions there are so that fewer fewer cards more damage from from failing actions or like or like partially succeeding on them so all of those things would make it yeah. a lot more intense i, th- I, think, I think i think there's a, i think this is literally like a really good route i feel like maybe we can design a few more mechanics to supplement it maybe in some way i, I don't know we need to think about it but i feel really good about yeah, this one i'd we like could to revisit this sometime in the future a part two i'd be quite happy to revisit this one at some point just sort of yeah improve it in some way yeah. well yeah sounds good Sounds great. Well, that's all we have time for for this episode of Head to Table. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you liked what you heard, then, you know, please leave us a review or something on iTunes. You can give us a follow on Twitter. Uh, we do have a Facebook page. Yeah, I, don't, I don't use, I don't update it as much as I should. Twitter's definitely Twitter, Twitter is is heating up. We've got like 35 Whoa, followers I know, now. right? It's, let's just say it's kind of a big deal. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're kind of a big deal. <laughs> Thank you also, of course, to the band Call Me Malcolm uh, for letting us use their music for our intro, outro, and middle tro uh i do also want to give a shout out to uh our, the cover art for our podcast was done by the fantastic trapped on planet earth illustration uh, and i know they've mm. waited a bit to set up their facebook page and so on but you can go check them out now and i'm sure they'll gladly take on any um art requests of your own yeah it's super super great uh and the other stuff i've seen of hers is is excellent as yeah. well Well, thank you very much, as always, for listening. We've hoped you've enjoyed listening. And I suppose we'll, yeah, be here again this same time next week. Thanks, everyone. Cheerio. Cheerio.